is if God were real and all powerful, why would he allow people to make religions that contradict his greatness? And such as, for example, Christianity in the views of Judaism is idolatry, which would be forbidden. So how would, uh, why would God create these, uh, or allow rather these conflicting viewpoints? So I want to add on to the question. Why does God allow us to believe there is no God? Why does God not make it that we can see him or we can prove him 100%? And, and the basic idea of Judaism is free choice. When God created the world, he created different levels of creation. There's inanimate, right? The earth. There's things that grow. Trees, seeds, etc. Fruits, vegetables. There's the animal life. And the highest level is humans. And the difference between human being and everything else is our ability to have free choice. But in order for us to have free choice, God has to hide himself. He has to give viable um, explanations that could happen that would be not believing in God. So, as you know, there's many explanations we can come at, up with creation of the world, how the world works, and the same with religions. There's religions that um, believe in God, they kind of change it a little bit, that um, are not quite all the way there, and that is the idea of Judaism, is free choice. But, but, and here's the big but, ultimately, when we study Judaism in depth, not just listen to sound bites, look after our emotions and stuff, we will come to the conclusion of the truth. It might take one year, it might take 10 years, it might take 50 years. But that's, that's, that's um, what Judaism is. Because we're studying the truth, ultimately, even though we have free choice to believe anything we want, the God did give us the ability to come to the right conclusion. But for some people it's easy, they're brought up with it and they have no questions. And for some people it's a lifetime of um, study and questions. I see. Um, I have one question based on that, though. Given that God allows free will and promotes it, if that, why does he allow this free will to drive them out of reason and spirituality into, like, possibly atheism or other contradicting religions, rather than finding or, like, shaping free will into um, aspiring to praise God in a certain unified religion. How would that be free choice if we have to choose to believe in God? Well, it would still be free choice as if, our, if, as if it were our choice, but why doesn't he point us to our direction with evidence that we can learn and take on? Like, for example, it's still free choice that there are laws of thermodynamics, but us discovering them is free choice. So why doesn't he point us to himself that we can discover with free choice he does that's called a miracle but we have a choice most miracles most miracles not necessarily all of them can't be explained by nature some miracles either we say there's no explanation in nature or we say we don't know the explanation yet and then we could choose am i just going to say well i've got an explanation for it or well that's pointing in god's direction um and and yes it's not easy because we live in a world where um, mir revealed miracles don't happen 
as much as maybe they used to, but it's still there and um, we can still see God's hand in many things. We could choose not to. We could just say, oh, that was just a chance. That just happened by chance. Or we can see, wow, the chances of that happening is 0.0000. That's the hand of God. And that's choice. That's free choice. And that's, uh, and that's really what it's all about. So, another question. So, because we are given this freedom of choice, and uh, because some Jews have done this historically, and some Jews do it uh, in the modern age, if we willingly decide to convert into a different religion, whether this is Christianity, Islam, or even one of the Eastern religions such as Buddhism and Hinduism, do we? Is there any sort of uh, spiritual punishment in Olam Abba or in the next life, if there is any in the first place, or do we go right so, so, by definition, as a human being, if we have free choice, we can, there's consequences to our choices. Okay? Some consequences happen straight away to our choices, right? We choose to drive drunk and we crash, we straight away get the consequence, right? Um, and it's a choice. If I had no choice about driving drunk because I was a robot or I was an animal or whatever it might be, we might do something because the animal is a danger, but we don't give the person a consequence, the animal a consequence because of their choices. A human being gets consequences because of their choices. So if we choose to do something that um, God asks us not to do, so yeah, we are separating ourselves from God. And ultimately, yeah, there is spiritual. Um, adverse effects that happen, but the only one who judges that is God, because God's the only one who knows what challenges we are in and what brought us to that decision, and therefore, as a fellow human, we don't judge other people. That's God's position to judge. Okay, and I have one question for, like, the modernists out there. Since the world is becoming increasingly secular and divided, why aren't these miracles that have been performed, I mean, throughout the ages, being performed now at a time of desperate need for faith? So, it's a great question. And um, two things to point out. In Jewish tradition, since um, 2,000 years ago, when the temple was destroyed, um, God's presence has been less revealed in this world. So although we do need it more, um, Ultimately, until the coming of Mashiach, the Messiah, his presence is less revealed. Second of all, if I have a 100-watt light bulb, right, shines a bright light, and I put on sunglasses, now it looks like a 40-watt light bulb. If I then put dirt over those sunglasses, I hardly see it. So it doesn't mean that God's miracles are not there. It doesn't mean we're a generation, that we're covering over our senses, and our, our ability to sense and be receptive of that miracle. Something to think about. Um, but what I will say is, 300 years ago, there's a great rabbi known as the Baal Shem Tov, who revealed the teachings of the Kabbalah to every, um, made it accessible to every person. Because until then, known as Chassidut. Chassidut is applied Kabbalah. It's the teachings of the mystical, the hidden parts of the Torah. And he made it accessible um, to the average student. Until then, it wasn't. And through studying Hasidut, 
it does give us this um, strength that even in a very modern world where we're coming uh, less attached to God, we can study these teachings and um, many people have found it and given it, um, given it them the ability to reconnect. I see. So as for miracles, it almost seems to me as if we, not as they're not, not that they're not there, but more we need to see it through a lens of uh, gratitude. We need, we can, they're, they're still there, but because of our modern world uh, with the goods and the bads, uh, one of the bads that I've noticed is that uh, people as a whole are less gratuitous. So you're saying that technically there still are miracles there if when you think about it, when you really uh, absorb the information, but it needs to be seen through a more gratuitous lens. And, and it's our choice, right? It's our choice to see it as a miracle or to try to uh, um, talk it away as something else. And sometimes the idea of talking away something else is convenient because, you know, if we accept that as a miracle, then it means, wait a minute, now I've got to make some more choices in my life about my decisions. Like, if there's God, maybe I have to change some of my decisions of what I'm doing. Maybe it's not just about me and what I feel, but maybe there's something higher that I have to take into account when I make my choices. So it's kind of easier to explain it away as something else and saying, you know what, that is a miracle. And the reason why we don't have like miracles in the modern age yet is because that time of desperation has not arrived yet. And if it does happen to arrive, it would, that miracle would happen and it'd be like another revival of Judaism. Um, you mean having a revealed miracle that everyone says that's a miracle? Well, yeah. Like, like um, modern uh, day. of the sea, a splitting of the sea or God revealing himself like at Mount Sinai. So that we believe is going to happen only when Meshach comes which we pray for every day. Mm -hmm. And it would happen at a time of like desperate need because for like our followers out there, Mashiach usually come at like a time of division and separation. Not necessarily. There's different opinions about, about that. This is a whole other topic in itself about, about Mashiach. But yeah, Mashiach can come when things are good, when we're living in a beautiful country where we have so much um, opulence and so much, uh, so many creature comforts that when something goes away for, you know, our internet goes down for 10 minutes, we're flipping out um, and we have to like maybe reevaluate how great life is. I mean, sure I can still come at that time. I see. I see. So any need for reevaluation and that time of need can like, even though the Mashiach is not here yet, that's where spirituality and faith plays a role because you need to have faith that the miracle will come. So you need to have faith in those 100 light bulbs, even though there's dirt covering your lens, you need to still understand that they're there, even though you can't necessarily see them with so much obstruction. Right, but not just that. The faith should be, even when things are going crazy. Uh -huh. Should be, oh, you know, do I, have, uh, do I have anything to ask from God today? Life is good. I got up, got my job. Everything is good. Go on vacation. God, I'm good. No, we have to recognize that every day is a blessing. Every day that, um, you know, that's, that's the real faith. Not just when we're pushed in a corner, but when things are good. And I believe I that's, even, that's even the first prayer we say in the morning, no, the modani or modani, if you're a girl, the, the gratitude you're expressing towards the beginning of a new day, that you made it through the night, that you're able to continue living. So, okay. 
So you're constantly seeing those yeah. 100 light bulbs. I mean, those 100 watt light bulbs, despite dirt or just clear lens. Yeah. Um, and even even if even if the dirt is on it, but you don't need the light bulbs because you feel everything is good. Realize that they're there. The, light, the light bulbs is having an effect on us, even if we think we don't need it. Uh huh. I totally see. Um, for our next question, 